Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Noter Francesco, and I'm joined, as I always am, by my grandpa, Husker Dan from Husker Max in the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska. Grandpa, how are you doing this fine Saturday afternoon here? It's It's been kind of hot this week in Fort Collins. It's been rainy previously, but now it's been the 80s, 90s, and it's that summer heat. How's, how, how's it going over there in Omaha? You guys doing okay in the shade? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, you've had a lot more rain than we have. We're still, oh, yeah. I don't know, four inch, minus four inches for the year. But, I, you know, uh, we've been getting – smaller rains but they've been coming like every couple of days which is super because my yard instead of looking like a disaster now looks you know fairly normal <laughs> um, that's that's great but then all you have to do is just keep mowing it more so that's the that's the yeah sword yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah but it's been good we're getting we're getting close i think we're maybe we're below 50 days till kickoff yeah I, august I 31st is let's see there's 16 more days left in July and uh, yeah, 47 days, I believe until wow. kickoff. Awesome. Um, that is, woo. Yeah. Right. It's so close. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> I just want it to be right there, but oh my goodness. Uh, well, we have a lot to cover today. We talked about running backs last week. Today we're going to be talking offensive line. Uh, before we get started on that, though, I'd like to say, go follow us over on Twitter. Uh, and at HBTH Huskers Pod, sorry, HBT Huskers Pod over on Twitter or search How About Them Huskers on Twitter. Um, we we repost a lot of the stuff recruiting wise, kind of that that kind of stuff. And uh, speaking of recruiting, just real quick, just a reminder: Preston uh, Tamua is going to be committing tomorrow. I don't know the time yet. I just looked on Twitter. I he hasn't set a time for that, but I just know he's committing tomorrow. Nebraska's in that top five uh, on. 247, all five predictions are for Nebraska. Um, so we'll see, but that would be that would be huge. He's the 15th best offensive lineman in the 2024 class. 6'4, 315 pounds. Yikes. Um, so that's that's pretty crazy. And then you add Grant Bricks to that, maybe. Grant Bricks is probably gonna commit later. Um, because the window's about to close here for when they're allowed to keep recruiting, but we'll see. So we'll talk about that next week. Either way, if that if he ends up committing to Nebraska or if he ends up committing to somewhere else, um, we'll still talk about it and what it means. Uh, but let's get into offensive line stuff in general. Grandpa, I'll throw it over to you. What's what's the first thing you want to talk about here? There's well, a lot. You know, we talked about, uh, as you said, uh, running backs last week. I think we need to go through last year's national rankings a bit to, to because – there's another rebuild that's going on here. And I think as we go through each of these possessions, we're going to find reasons. I mean, it's like blaring why we won 16 games in the last five years and four of them last year is that we stink. I mean, in so many areas, we are so poor. And if you look at the offensive line is the core of the offense. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can talk about quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, absolutely. But if you don't have those dogs up front blocking, creating holes, you're not going to get anywhere. So and I know you have these figures too, uh, Will, but total offense, Nebraska, I would just throw it out to the, to the uh, listeners. Where do you think Nebraska 
came in last year ranked nationally in total offense. And that would be 102, not one, two, not one or two, but 102nd in the nation. Our offense was averaging 344.9 yards per game. And rushing offense, I think we talked about this last week. Yes, we did. We were ranked 100. This is according to CFBstats.com. 100th in the nation at 123.33 yards per game. You want to talk to the other ones? Well, yeah, the yeah passing offense, we were 82nd, which still, I mean, that's the best. I, to be fair, you have Trey Palmer, you have Casey Thompson, who is in our run game last year was just atrocious. We talked about it last year, and as you can see, ranked 100th in the nation. Uh, passing offense, 221 yards basically per game uh, for 82nd ranking in the nation. Uh, scoring offense, 102nd. 22.8. This is out of 130 possible teams. Yeah. yeah. We stink. And, yep. And uh, last, that's 20, 23 points per game. And then this one's specific to the offensive line. Sacks given up 2.75 per game uh, for 247 total yards of loss. Uh, and that is pretty bad because you give up three sacks a game. That's three downs that you could have a positive yardage and you get the that's number yardage. 90th in the in the nation number 90 yeah, number 90th in the nation right so the best we had last year in offense was number 82 which is still terrible that was uh, passing offense so what you're looking at i think with matt rule you get another rebuild here uh, i'm i don't see how you can not look at that as to say wow we have to really and and the thing of it is that what we found out with running backs is he's going with the same guys basically on the roster from last year. There's one exception at center for the offensive line this year, but he's doing that with the offensive line. You're, you've got a core of maybe six, seven guys who have, have experience in, in starting for Nebraska. Uh, but, you know, based on these stats, I mean, they, they performed for the most part as a unit, not very well. Yep. And I mean, that's just terrible. And looking at um, the, the sacks given up, yeah. Nebraska ranking 90th, you have, you think, Oh, okay. Nebraska is not that just, sorry. Nebraska ranks 101st nationally um, in uh, a sacks given up. Um, and like you look, you're like, oh, Nebraska, surely not. Like Colorado State, which me being in Colorado and having to watch CU and CSU when they're just on, um, the, watching Colorado State, Colorado State is terrible. Their stadium is never full. CU Stadium isn't really that full. Guess who's ranked ahead of Nebraska in sacks given up? Colorado State is by about 22 rankings. So when Colorado State, who has the same record, as Nebraska is ahead of you, UTSA, Eastern Michigan, like these schools are ranked ahead of Nebraska and things. This should never be happening ever, right. never be happening. You should not, this should not be a thing like that is just terrible. Um, and, uh, oh, sorry, sorry. That was sacks. I was looking at sacks in general, but um, anyway, yeah, yeah. Sacks allowed Nebraska is 90th, but still 
that's like why like Eastern Michigan's ahead of you, Buffalo, like all these schools that you would should be beating uh, Ohio, UTEP, North Carolina state, like NC state, uh, Louisiana Lafayette. Like what has happened? Like if if you ask, like, I mean, you ask someone your age, grandpa, you say, Oh, like you, if someone asked you 30 years ago, Hey, do you think Nebraska is ever going to be ranked behind like, 30 group of five schools no, in any stat no. you'd say no never because that's not what it felt like and nebraska's no. reached that point now where no. they are getting outperformed by teams that literally their ceiling is a new year six bowl and there's only one of them that gets into it every single year and they usually get clobbered so it's it's just mind-blowing to me that nebraska has slipped that far and it's just we've just let it keep sliding and keep sliding and keep sliding but I, I'm hoping that Matt Rule can fix this, and I'm hoping Donovan Raiola in his f- second year at Nebraska, really first meaningful year at Nebraska, um, where there's not a lot of turmoil going on, can hopefully figure something out here. But Well, um, and it, you look at, uh, like, Athlon, you look at uh, Phil Steele, uh, the other preseason publications, that Nebraska's not even on the radar. And then, and then Husker fans get upset with it. Well, they're just dissing us. Well, maybe, you know, there's that element, but based on some of the stats that we've had from last year, that's all they can go on because no one knows what rule any staff are going to do. You and I are both optimistic that they're going to have, you know, coaching that is going to be, they will clear up a lot of minor things that will add up to a lot of things. And I think that translates into at least a a non-losing season. Um, so I, you know, I think you and I remain optimistic that, but this, you know, Matt rule, if he does win six, seven, maybe eight games, he should be coach of the year in the big 10, at least. I mean, yeah. taking this, this program that has been what's out of the seven out of the last eight years, we've had a losing record. Yeah. I, mean, I never thought that that would ever, ever, ever happen. And it shouldn't this yeah. program should be beating the Minnesotas, the Illinois, the Iowas, Wisconsin's. It should be meet, beating those guys every year, or if not, it would be a fluke. But yes. yet our record against the West, and that's the weaker of the two divisions, is is abysmal. And nobody is giving Nebraska any respect. I think the best that we've seen is, what, fifth in the West. That's not fifth in the conference. That's fifth in the West. Yep. That's – but again, you start looking at some of these these numbers, and it's like what? How, you, it's hard to argue if you're an innocent, you know, an, an uninvolved uh, sports writer. You don't know Nebraska. You don't you don't have any emotional ties to that. It's easy to come up with, you know, uh, dissing a program, and it's and it deserves that until Nebraska turns it around. Yeah, yeah, and Nebraska ranks. Uh... Fourth, four ranks 11th out of 14 teams in the Big Ten in scoring offense. Uh, and if you want to win games, you have to score. You can't. There are some teams that are like, okay, you can lean on your defense a little bit more heavily than others, but no. you have to score to win. You can't score nothing. And Nebraska's only ranked ahead of Iowa, Rutgers, and Northwestern in the Big Ten for last year for scoring offense. And that Iowa is the worst, his, worst. Well, Iowa has, like, yeah. literally, Iowa ranks in the bottom. 10 every single year for 
scoring offense. I was terrible. Rutgers gets blown out by everybody. They can't score because they don't, their offense is terrible. Northwestern. I don't even need to say anything else. It's Northwestern. What, like they went one and 11. Like that is absolutely terrible. And Nebraska being ranked just ahead of those three schools. Uh, Indiana's ranked ahead of you. We beat Indiana. Like you have to be able to outperform these teams. It's, it's crazy. Like Purdue should never be ranked ahead of Nebraska in anything. And, and they are, and it's, it's just where Nebraska's fallen to. And it's just terrible to see. And hopefully offensive line wise, we can fix that now. And starting with some of these guys we have, um, who is your guy that you're going to be watching the most on this offensive line coming up this year, grandpa? I think probably two of them. I, I you got to love Teddy Prohaska. This guy is an area code. He's 6'10". What, what does he weigh? Uh, I got to look at my notes here. 320. I, I've never seen anybody that big in my life. And uh, there are no mountains. You, you live in Colorado. Uh, we have no mountains here, but I think Teddy would be the closest. He may get snow on the top of his uh, head. Every <laughs> but uh, so I'm anxious. And then, then I think Ben Scott, that's Ben Scott, you know, Trent Hickson left it. Uh, he was playing, he was starting center. So they get uh, Ben Scott to come in from Arizona state and you know, he's supposed to be a heck of a player. And so I, I, I think I'm really anxious to see that um, those two players. How about you? Who, who are you looking forward to seeing? Yeah, I'm going to be looking this year at uh, Nerdin Nuelli, who yeah. is kind of had a little bit of a struggle at Nebraska. Last year he had some uh, – was the injury or academic things? I forget why oh, he was playing. Drug test. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, drug test. So he's back this year. Um and uh, he's been hyping up the season a lot. He's ready to go. I'll, I'm going to be excited to watch him because you sit there after you're off watching all your guys play without you, and it just eats at you the entire time, and it's just terrible. So um, he got that drug thing dealt with. I, I forget what it was, if it was just a, what happened. I don't think uh, it was a huge, huge problem. But um yeah, anyway, so I'm excited to watch him, see how he responds this year. Uh, and then also I'm going to be watching uh, – I don't know how much he's going to be able to play, but uh, Gunnar Gatula from the 2023 class, he's from Lincoln. He's a freshman. He's 6'5", 300, um, and he has the ability to just take off and be a, a star at Nebraska, I think. Um, and he's going to be one of those newcomers that if he gets in the game down late, I'm going to be watching him specifically and seeing, hey, is this what I thought was going to happen here? Or is this kind of going against what, I'd, what I've seen from tape and the uh, talk around Gunner and that kind of stuff? But uh, yeah, just starters, I think probably uh, Newelli is going to be the guy I'm going to be watching. Uh, and maybe Turner Corcoran and Bryce Benhart as well along with them, just because I see those three guys at least have been uh, kind of the – core of Nebraska's offensive line room here for the past couple of years, uh, just in hype when they came in as freshmen. Um, and then last season the way they performed a little bit, but, uh, yeah, those, those specifically Newelli I'm going to be looking at, especially after he missed last season. Who do you think, and, uh, who do you watch? I guess what come August 31st at Minnesota, who's going to be starting offensive line, five players. Yeah, I'm going to go with Ben Scott at center. Yeah. I'm going to go with Nerdin Dwelly, uh, Bryce Benhart, Turner Corcoran, and Teddy Prohaska. Oh, wait, where, where are you going to put those players? Oh, sorry. Uh, we'll start. Let's go right guard, 
uh, or sorry, left guard. Um, well, the thing is, I don't remember exactly where these guys play normally. Okay. Um, so correct me if I'm wrong on any of these here, Grandpa. But uh, I'm gonna go. I th- I think Newelli plays guard. Um, like well, I can look at the depth chart real quick. Newelli but... played guard. Uh, left yeah, guard. that's where I would see him. Yeah, this fall. And so I, think I the left tackle. I think don't you got to go? Don't you got it? Don't you have to go to Teddy Prohaska? Yeah, that's where I was gonna go. It was yeah, yeah I was gonna go. Teddy Prohaska was gonna be was the other guy I listed there. So we'll go left guard Newelli, Teddy Prohaska, left tackle, center is uh, Ben Scott, uh, right tackle. Uh, I want to go Turner Corcoran. I think he, I think that's where he was last Good. year. Uh, and then right guard, I'm going to go Bryce Benhart. Wow. Well, I, you might be right. Does, does Piper crack the starting lineup, Ethan? Uh, maybe the thing is, I don't like for, for me, uh, I like Turner Corcoran's play a little bit better. I think he, or sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, I would, if I was to switch someone out, it would be, um, Turner Corcoran at that right tackle position. I forget what Ethan Piper actually plays most of the time. Um, but I would slot him in, but I like Turner Corcoran's build a little bit more. He's 6'6", 300 versus Piper is 6'2", 295. So he's got a little, Corcoran has a longer reach. Um, and I, I like that a little bit better. Also, um, he's, I think he's just seen a little bit more than Piper has at his time in Nebraska. And um, he's one of the, he's been playing more consistently from my view, at least. Um, so that's why I would put him over Ethan Piper. But do you have a reason that I should flip that? Oh, I don't know. It, those guys uh, for the most part play different or they can play more than one position. So, and you know, if we know one thing about Matt rule, he doesn't necessarily keep players in their position that, everybody thinks they're going to be. So it's going to be interesting. I, I think the people who are going to get a lot of playing time or the ones you just mentioned, I, I think having Nuelli uh, come back uh, from his year off, I think is, I think he's going to be really dedicated. And I think in, in I think Turner plays the, the Turner Corcoran plays the right tackle. I don't know if Ben Hart, I mean, he's six, nine, three fifteen. He's more of a tackle. Uh, but I, I I really see Teddy Krahaska at, at left tackle uh, and Ethan Piper probably at the right guard spot. I, I That's what he's, where he's been. Okay. Playing. So I don't know. And then, you know, Ben Scott, I think, is is the consensus uh, center. I don't know who else yeah. is playing center there. It could be an Ethan Piper for that matter. He's probably built like that. Um, yeah, I, I, think, I think the locks, at least from what I'm hearing from our conversation here, is that Ben Scott's going to be playing center. Teddy Prohaska is going to be on there somewhere. Yeah. And, uh, and nerd and is going to be on there somewhere. I, yeah. th- when it comes to these other th- three guys for those other two spots, uh, I'm not entirely sure where we're going to see. I don't, we'll have to see what Hunter Anthony does as well, because he's in his last year, he transferred right. in last year. We'll have to see how he does coming from Oklahoma state. We didn't see a lot of him last year. There was a lot of hype around him last year. Uh, right. and also Kevin, I believe it was Kevin Williams, uh, but he, le- Kevin Williams left the, the transfer from UNC. Um, he left. So it's just Hunter Anthony now from that transfer. And we didn't see him at all last year from what I remember. And, uh, 
So it'll be interesting to see. I haven't heard anything from Rule saying that he's sticking out to them or anything like that, but uh, it'll be interesting to see his senior year. He's the only senior in the offensive line room, which is interesting. Um, so he yeah, might he, just Corker be that leader. Junior, so is Noelia Jr., yep. Ben Hart. Uh, Teddy's just a sophomore. Yeah. I mean, he yeah, was Teddy's going to be good. First, he, was, he was injured the past two years, so he, they used up a redshirt season. Um, Piper's a junior. You, you would figure that these guys would be making a giant leap forward, I believe, uh, going into their uh, third and sometimes fourth year. It, it was it's interesting that going back to to Matt Rule and Matt Rule must like the players he has on the roster the the ones we were just were talking about because the only one he brought in of any consequences was Ben Scott the center everybody yeah. else of that starting offensive line is who played last year on a four and eight team that that's the scary part but I think. I, I, you know, that, that uh, Matt sees something that uh, maybe the rest of us don't. And we said that last week about the running backs, because he, you know, he's going with the guys who were, who were on the roster. Now I don't, I'm not going to second guess him. He knows a lot more about his team than, than I or anyone else does. Yeah. But it's just kind of interesting. Now they brought in, we, we, who are the, the, we lost Trent Hickson. Uh, I, I saw that Sam Hoskinson, I could not find him on the roster for the 23 team. So I, he's gone for whatever reason. Trent graduated. Um, Brent Banks used up his eligibility. I think he may be a, well, I think he may have had one year and then he decided to not play football or whatever. But um, so you didn't lose a whole lot of talent. You could argue Trent, Trent Hickson was the starting center. Um, Sam Hoskinson, his dad played for Nebraska on the offensive line, but, but they brought in, you want to go through some of the, you mentioned Gunner, but, um, we've talked about, uh, Ben Scott. You want to talk about the other ones? Yeah. The offensive line class from the 2023 class was surprisingly good. Uh, I, I think it might pleasantly surprising, I guess, is a way to Uh put it, a better way to put it. Um, I think that we really saw Donovan Riola's grasp at recruiting and why he's there. Uh, in the first place, we're still seeing that with some of these other offensive line commits we're getting, uh, like maybe Preston Tamua uh, tomorrow and Grant Bricks uh, sometime before the season starts, hopefully, or after we'll see. But, um, yeah, it's it's we really get to see Don Venerella's impact here. We Yeah, I talked about Gunnar Gatua. I also have Mason Goldman. Uh, Sam Sledge, he's from Omaha. He's 6'3", 285. Brock Knudsen, 6'7", 300 from Scotts Bluff. Uh, yeah, Mason Goldman, 6'5", 260. He's from Gretna. And then Jason Machachok is uh, 6'3", 200 from Pierre, South Dakota. And then Grant Segrin is 6'6", 250 from Oakland, Nebraska. Jason Machachok is a guy that seems undersized. 220 for offensive lineman is pretty slim, uh, especially in the Big Ten. But he, he can play either way. Same with Mason Goldman. They played offensive line and defensive line uh, in high school. So he has the experience on both sides. I think they'll probably stick as offensive linemen. But Jason Machachok is very athletic. He's the kind of guy that Rule wants. He's one of those that I believe Rule 
ended up kind of flipping uh, when he came to Nebraska. Um, so it is what it is here. And I think that some of these guys have a lot of potential. I mean, you look at Brock Knutson, six, seven, 300 already as a freshman, that's a great starting point. Uh, and a lot of these offensive linemen, I have a lot of potential. Nebraska has done a really good job. Or I should say Matt rule and Don Venerola have done an amazing job at getting players that have a massive upside. They might not have the talent now, but they have a massive upside and he just wants them to stay and develop. And I think that's huge because Nebraska has struggled to do that. You look at the past two years, our leading wide receiver has been a transfer. That is something that is, I'm, I'm okay with that, but that's not great for the program itself where it's, it's kind of just a, it's a big red flashing light that you cannot develop a leader on your team, like stat wise, uh, impact player, that kind of thing. You have to bring in one that's already got the talent, that kind of stuff. And then you just use their talent. I think Trey Palmer, uh, he got drafted what in the fifth round. Is that right? I don't remember. I forget specifically, but I think he probably could have been a third round draft pick if he stayed at LSU uh, and got playing time. I, I, I don't think he was going to get playing time with the roster that they had at LSU, but um, I think he, he didn't develop as much as they were hoping he would at Nebraska. And uh, Samari Ture, same kind of thing. He had a lot of talent from Montana. I think he played well in the Big Ten. Uh, obviously, he went he went in the third round, I believe, um, a couple of years ago. So, uh, I mean, I don't know if there's much more upside for him, but I feel like Nebraska could have developed him and used him a little bit more. But uh, it's promising to see all these really promising freshmen coming in and Nebraska being able to uh, – um, get the talent one correction that i that was my fault uh uh the guy from pier south dakota jason oh jason mache talk yeah he gained 100 pounds he's 320 oh wow okay <laughs> so, uh, oh okay yeah that's the story but yeah anyway so he that he's still really promising there six three three twenty. that's yeah that's pretty darn go. good yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah Just nebraska correction yeah, no, you're okay. Uh, yeah, Nebraska recruiting potential has been something that I've seen a lot, and that's I'm I'm loving that because uh, it just means you're kind of committing to the future, if if you know what I mean. So, yeah. What I, are your I, thoughts on these guys coming in here, Grandpa? I, you know, we'll never know, but I, I just I like I like what Matt Rule has been doing. I like the little things he does, and so if, if he's doing the little things with such great detail, you gotta you gotta believe this guy knows what he's doing. Um, so I think the, everything's going to come to a head this, this fall, we're going to find out, you know, if he's on the right track, uh, and if he isn't, uh, I, I pray that that's not the case. I pray for just Husker fans because they've been long suffering and, uh, we've, you know, we heard from the, uh, the opposition that, oh, you guys are just spoiled. And I say, yeah, oh, oh yeah. So what? you know what's your point of course we're spoiled we don't we don't want to have a losing record we don't want to lose to an iowa we don't want to lose to illinois or wisconsin it, of course not you know this yeah. program is is should be on that level and i think it will be very soon yeah i think it will be too i think matt rules got us on the right track but we'll see when it comes to the offensive line here, Grandpa, as we wrap up the offensive line preview, I want to give you, I want, you, I guess each of us, let's do, we didn't do this for the running back room, but I think we should do this for 
uh, all the subsequent room previews we're doing. Uh, I want you to give it a grade, uh, like letter grade, what you think of it now and then what you think it can be at the end of the year. So, for example, for me, I think that this Nebraska offensive line room for the 2023-2024 season, for me, starts out at a C+. But I think it can get to a solid B by the end of the year, um, just developing-wise in the way they're playing. Uh, I think that it has the potential to get to a B level. Um, I don't think it's going to be stellar, but I think it'll be better than last year's team. I think it has that potential. But what it, what are you thinking here? Yeah, I, I, I probably would come in with similar kind of, uh, you know, brilliant minds think alike, Will. Yeah, <laughs> I, would, I would agree. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, you know, we had uh, Jeremiah Searles on and he said, you know, of course, he's not, from, he's from Colorado, but he says, I'm from Missouri. You know, show me, you know, the show me state. And, uh, and that's, that's true. Everything's going to come. We're going to find out a lot in that Minnesota game. I think, I think that game was crucial. I think it's huge. I don't know that Nebraska's played a bigger game. In a long time, um, yeah. I don't know. I you can talk about Michigan coming to Lincoln in '21. That was a huge game, but this one is. I, it's got a rank up there. I I don't know. It, it's like you and I have talked about. It. It's a little bit like Christmas. You get to open the first present on uh, on August 31st. Uh, you you've seen the packages. They're dressed up in pretty bows and wrapping paper and it's like okay let's start let's start opening these things let's see what we have yeah yeah and, and but then it's the you don't want it to be the disappointment it's it's kind of a nervous excitement because you yeah. don't want it to be you open the package and it's full of coal and uh, <laughs> i hope that's not the case for nebraska come august 31st here but uh that that could be that's a real possibility and as you said this game against minnesota for nebraska is the most important game nebraska has played i want to say in the past 10 years um that might be that might be wrong just with you look at bo Pelini and that kind of stuff but i think for the trajectory of the nebraska program this game will decide a lot of that uh even even if we go on to have a winning season I think this game will decide a lot of what Nebraska football looks like for the next three or four years, five years, maybe. Yeah. And, and the way out of this thing, I think is the room that we're just been talking about today is the, is the offensive line. If those guys can, you know, play as a unit and they have some depth and of course stay out of injury issues. Yeah. You gotta love Teddy at, at left tackle. You gotta love that. I think you gotta love Ben Scott. I think Ethan Piper's gonna fill in there. At maybe could be center, could be right guard. I don't know. Ben Hart or uh, Cochran is gonna be. I, ben Hart just had he had his time struggling last year, and uh, uh, and and Rule thinks the the kid is NFL caliber. He's talent if he keeps working. And a lot of people didn't see that from looking at his play last year. So if he can blossom, if he takes that next step, then I think you have a chance to have an offensive line that could be very competitive in the Big Ten. And and, this, and everything hinges on that. We go through the the rankings, you know, where we were in, in sacks allowed and total offense and scoring offense. But we're terrible at that. We're yep. terrible. Um, part, of, part of us – probably somewhere along the line should say we should have some targets and I'm not prepared to do that now, 
but targets yeah. for, for sacks giving up a game. Two seven two almost three sacks a game isn't gonna cut it. No, not in the big time. Numbers one scoring offense. I think you're gonna have to be in probably the top thirty, don't you figure? Yeah, top forty, top thirty, yeah. I mean, so uh, you know, we had special teams, which we'll get into in a couple of weeks. Uh, the uh, the year before last, the twenty one, we were ranked, I think, one hundred twenty ninth out of one hundred thirty, one hundred twenty eight out of one hundred thirty programs. And then last year, that got dropped down to seventy nine. So it's not that you can't make a quantum quantum leap in a year's in a season's time. It, it's it's very doable. And if if uh, the Huskers can do that. Then, and again, we'll find out come Minnesota. It's going to be glaringly obvious of what we have. It's going to be, are these guys playing as a unit? Can they block? Can they open holes to running backs? Can they provide time for Jeff Sims? And if they can't, then we're back to uh, another four or five winning season. And I hate to say that, but I'm, you know, I think we have to be positive and I'm I'm thinking we'll have more wins than that, but uh, it's it's we're going to find out it's going to be it's going to be great i cannot wait for that game to come on yeah me neither uh just a couple quick things before we finish up here uh i did find when preston tom was going to be committing we're going to wake up tomorrow and we're going to see because uh it's at one o'clock in the morning since hawaii time is different than everything else here uh for all you guys listening Check uh, check everything as soon as you wake up in the morning. He'll have announced by then. Also, Ernest Campbell, uh, a wide receiver from uh, Refugio, Texas. I believe that's how you say that. Uh, he is a three-star receiver according to 247. He's like a state track champion. He's super fast. Um, he's committing tonight at 630. So that is also huge. If we get Ernest Campbell and uh, Preston Tomwa in the span of about 12 hours, then that could be huge for Nebraska to wrap up this recruiting window. And we'll see where we go in the rankings there, but those just keep your eye out for Ernest Campbell and Preston Tomwa tomorrow. Uh, those will both either, I mean, Ernest Campbell's committing tonight, obviously, but uh, you guys probably won't all have listened to this until tomorrow, Monday, that kind of stuff. But if go check, if you haven't heard already, those guys have already committed. Um, so that's going to be huge. We'll talk about all that. Uh, next week, and I believe we're going to do tight ends and wide receivers next week yes. as well. So yep. we'll get into that so we can tie in Ernest Campbell there. Um, but, yeah, anything else you got before we wrap up here, Grandpa? Uh, baseball news, you want to talk about that for a minute? Yeah, let's go through that real quick. Uh, MLB draft was last week. Uh, Bryce Matthews went in the first round of the Houston Astros. Uh, Max Anderson went in the second round to the Detroit Tigers. And Emmett Olsen, uh, pitcher went in the fourth round to the Miami Marlins. That is the first time three Huskers have been taken in the first day of the draft since 2005. And first that, two days. First two sorry, days. First two days. Sorry, yeah, not first two rounds. Sorry. Uh, first two days uh, of the draft since 2005. 2005 is the year after. Is that, That's kind of the team that went to all those College World Series games, I believe. College World Series is the last time, 2005, that Nebraska was in. Yeah. yeah. So that is, uh, that's really big for Nebraska. Great for Bryce and Max and Emmett uh, getting drafted so high there. And uh, Bryce and Max, they're going to be stars in the MLB. Yeah. They they can hit, yeah. they can field. Uh, they'll be, they'll be fine. Uh, Emmett Olsen as well. He's, he's 
great pitcher for Nebraska. But all right, uh, we'll be back next week. Go tell your friends, tell your enemies, uh, go tell everybody who loves wide receivers, loves hearing about tight end stuff. Go tell people who love Nebraska football because that's who we want listening to our show, and that's why we love doing the show. So uh, thank you guys again for listening. We'll talk to you next week with a wide receiver tight end room preview. And as always, go Go Big Red! Red!